0: Vegas and Vancouver, probably the unlikeliest second round matchup that we could have gotten if you're a Golden Knights fan, but alas, we are here, and game one is not that far away. So of course, on a weekend, we have to talk about it. Welcome back everybody to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your ears do not deceive you. It is Saturday, August 22nd. Couldn't get an episode up yesterday because I figured at the end of the day, while I was also pretty busy... We might as well wait until we had confirmation as to who Vegas would play in the second round. Little did I think we would get to that confirmation as quickly as we did with the Calgary Flames forgetting how to play hockey for 40 minutes and the Vancouver Canucks shocking the world and knocking out the defending Stanley Cup champions in six games, setting up a date with the Golden Knights. Welcome back, everybody. I am Danny Webster, your host. Do appreciate you stopping by for today's rather special episode, which is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. That, again, plan was to get something up yesterday, but after the way everything transpired, it was like, well, the best way we can do this is more than likely wait until there is an opponent. Now, obviously, that it would it probably would have worked out better had it gone to Monday and we would have seen Vegas or Vancouver and St. Louis in Game 7. But I think it's for the best that we got this out of the way when we did, because now not only do the Golden Knights have an opponent for Round 2, Game 1 is tomorrow at 7.30, puck drop between the Golden Knights and the Canucks. So how did we get here? Why are we here? How are we here? I think how is the biggest question here, because I don't think anybody relatively firmly believed except I mean even my seven game prediction of the Canucks beating the Blues I thought was a little far-fetched and it was pretty much based on the premise that I think the Canucks can actually make some noise here I didn't think that they were actually going to do it but the fact that they did is kind of a shocker the Canucks the young rising star power team whatever you want to call them they are good And they showed it in a six-game series victory over the defending Stanley Cup champions. For the second year in a row, the reigning Stanley Cup champions have been bounced from the first round of the playoffs. You remember Washington lost to Carolina in seven games last year. And the Blues suffer the same fate this time in six games against a team that really since... Game one in their qualifying series against Minnesota, the Canucks have responded very well in kind. They got punched in the mouth in game one against Minnesota, come back in game two and win that one. They reel off three straight to eliminate Minnesota. Then they go against St. Louis, who, I mean, again, the Blues were not looking that great in the round robin, but at the same time, it was the round robin, and they re- they probably didn't need the victories as much, looking back on it, but then they face Vancouver, who had won three in a row at the, at that point. They go out and take games one and two. St. Louis responds in kind with Wintons in games three and four, and all of a sudden it looks like the Blues, who switched goaltenders mid-series going from Jordan Bennington to Jake Allen, look like they found success, and then in game five, the Canucks erupt in the second period and defeat the Blues to regain control of the series. And then in Game 6, the Blues go back to Jordan Bennington, and he just turns into a pumpkin. Uh, I believe it was three goals in the first period for Vancouver, and they just they were just all over St. Louis from the get-go. Setting up a 6-2 to victory for the Canucks over the Blues, sending the champs home from the bubble, and we are now down to the final eight. And including in that final eight is the top seeded Vegas Golden Knights. Now, in terms of the schedule, which I think is going to be, I I don't know how interesting you all might think this is. It it is interesting for me. Game one, obviously, as I mentioned, is tomorrow at 730. And game two, three, four, and five are every other day. If this series is to have a back-to-back, it needs to go at least six. Because the only back-to-back on the docket in this series is Game 5 and Game 6 next Monday and next Tuesday. Which means, slight chance, very slight chance, we might not see Marc-Andre Fleury for this entire series. Because... I firmly believe Robin Leonard has earned the job going forward, at least in every start, unless he falls off a cliff in games one and two and they have to go to flurry in game three. That is a possibility. But there is a chance if the Golden Knights can finish the job in five, which I think would benefit them greatly in four or five, which I think would be their dream to go into the Western Conference final, having only played a total of at least 10 games or at least nine games, I should say which I don't, I don't think it'll happen. I think it will eventually go six. But if it does go all the way to Monday and Robin Leonard is the only goalie that sees the crease for those games, that's going to be telling. And I know that we've discussed it before about the possibility of Robin Leonard maintaining control of the crease going forward. But man... How far we have come to the point where we are now discussing the possibility that the Golden Knights do not want to get into a goalie controversy at this point. Robin Leonard needs to play well and they need to win at least five. So, man, how the times have changed in this playoff structure. It's kind of weird, ain't it? But game one again tomorrow, all games will be broadcast on NBC Sports Net. Uh, the games on at and Sports Network are no longer a thing, so be sure to adjust your games accordingly. So game one tomorrow, Golden Knights-Canucks. We will look a little bit further into this matchup in just a little bit as far as what to expect on the Canucks and how the Golden Knights can respond. But first, rockauto.com, proud supporter, Of this podcast and of the Lockdown Podcast Network, a family-run business of over 20 years, rockauto.com has always been reliable in getting you the parts you need for your car whenever you go into an auto parts store and you can't find what you're looking for. rockauto.com has got you covered, whether it be taillights, whether it be headlights, whether it be carpet, whether it be anything with a transmission, RockAuto has got you covered. And again, I mean, we go to an auto parts store all the time. You're trying to find something you can't find. You can just go on their simple search side on the left-hand side, and they will have it for you and get it to you no problem. All you got to do when you go onto rockauto.com and you see the little box that say how'd you hear about us? Just type in Locked On or type in Locked On Golden Knights. That works also. Just make sure you let them know that we sent you all your parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. And as a reminder, friends, you can follow the show on Twitter. If that suits your fancy, you can do that at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21 as my dog has decided to make his presence felt on this podcast. Once again, his nose is creeping underneath the door right there. That That... That shows that I actually I have no idea what that shows, but that's my dog in a nutshell. You've heard him on the podcast before. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Danny Webster 21 You can send an email to lockdowngoldennights at gmail.com. Whatever you want to do, whether you want to just say hi or whether you want to just cuss me out, whatever the case may be, whatever you choose to do, all of it is greatly appreciated. Well, sort of. I mean, if you cuss me out or you call me names or something, I'm probably going to cry on the inside. But you know what? In any event, that's likely. Happening. So you, you can follow us on the social media and send an email if that suits your fancy. I greatly appreciate you doing that if you do. All right, let's break down this series. Uh Golden Knights Canucks. Uh again, I think this was probably the least likely outcome that I think anybody would have expected. I mean, I know I had Vancouver in seven before the series started against St. Louis, but I also had Calgary beating Dallas. So uh kudos to the Calgary Flames for deciding to just full-on forget how to play hockey. After taking a three-goal lead, normally that, doesn't, uh, normally that shouldn't happen under any circumstance whatsoever. Uh, but the Calgary Flames just flat-out forgot how to play hockey. And as a result of that, the Dallas Stars will be facing the Colorado Avalanche in the other conference semifinal matchup while the Golden Knights and the Canucks take care of business here. Now, when we're talking about the Canucks, they're a very interesting team because we know they've got the star power. We know that they've got talent at nearly every position, especially in the depth areas. But when it comes to overall depth and when it comes to overall better team, I don't think it's any coincidence that the Golden Knights have the edge here. But we cannot take the Canucks likely because their their ability to respond in these first two rounds has really been, I think, the most impressive thing to me. Again, I mentioned them getting punched in the mouth against Minnesota in game one of their qualifying series. And I mean, I had Vancouver winning that series. The thing about it was, is that when Minnesota normally punches you in the mouth, as they've done to the golden Knights multiple times, and they've done the mul- to many teams over the years, when they punch you in the mouth, it's very hard to come back from. And Travis green, the coach of the Canucks has done a terrific job of getting his guys ready for these situations. And he is to be commended for putting a team together that can compete against the likes of a St. Louis and has put themselves in a position as in the Final Four of the Western Conference. And when you talk about the Canucks, obviously it starts and it ends with Elias Pettersson, who leads this team in points with 13 through 10 games. He's been fantastic. I've been saying Playoff Pedersen is a thing, and if he is as good as he has been, which he has been, Vancouver is going to be very tough to beat. On the flip side of that, defensively, they are led by Calder finalist Quinn Hughes, who is there are only two defensemen who have double digit points in the postseason right now, and they are under 25. Miro Haskinen of the Stars and Quinn Hughes. Those two have been impressive. Hughes has been fantastic. He's been, he's, he's been fantastic in the regular season. He's gotten a chance to show what he's done in the playoffs. Obviously can score, can pass, can do everything that you need from a from a future star blue liner. And he looks like somebody that the Canucks are going to keep around for a very long time. And even not even just Pedersen. You have guys on this roster that are absolutely going to make some noise when it comes to that. You got the captain, Bo Horvat. You have Tyler Myers. You have JT Miller, all these guys that can make an impact offensively and they can scare you around the net and they can scare you in any which way, especially on the forecheck and they get out on odd man rushes. And when they get on the rush, they are normally very good uh, on that attack. In goal, it is Jacob Markstrom. And I don't think we've talked enough about injuries and how much they've impacted teams as much. As we should have with the Canucks, because Jacob Markstrom was hurt uh, leading up to the pause, and Vancouver is very lucky to have him back. He is in a contract year, and he has been spectacular in this postseason. Seven and three record, a GAA of two point four four, save percentage of nine twenty nine. Only Semyon Varlamov has a higher save percentage in the postseason among goalies. He has been fantastic. And he has been someone who is going to command a lot of dollars when whenever free agency starts. So those are your core guys for Vancouver. They they have pesky depth, obviously. Jay Beagle is one. Antoine Roussel is one. They have guys that will get in your face and they will stir the pot, so to speak. It's going to be very interesting to see how this young Canucks team handles the Golden Knights, which, again... If you're talking about depth and you're talking about goaltending, there might not be another team out there right now that is in better position to do such damage with those components than the Golden Knights. We've talked about it before. The top six is going to be crucial in this matchup. If they can perform, this should be a win for the Golden Knights. It is going to come down to the top six performing at its highest level. They have been off since Tuesday. They have had plenty of rest. There is no reason to be unfit to play, at least in game one, unless for some odd reason they're, you know, getting hurt on the golf course or playing cornhole or something, whatever the case may be, there should be a full healthy lineup for the Golden Knights going in to game one. Now, as far as the schedule goes, and and I and I kind of mentioned this when the news broke about um, Dallas and Colorado's game one being set for tonight. Actually, I have no idea what the NHL is thinking. As far as that goes, I get the whole premise. Now, let me let me start by this. I get the premise of needing a game on Saturday night, needing it on NBC, needing it in prime time. You need the ratings. You need all of the all of the hoopla that goes into making sure you market your product. I fully get that. But are we really going to just sit on the fact that the Stars played a game on Thursday, they had a mandated day off on Friday, and now they have to go into tonight, which, I mean, it's a division rival, so it's not like it's too far out of the realm of possibility. But You mean to tell me after a day off, now they have to come back and play Colorado in game one of a second round series at, at the snap of a finger. It's basically the same situation with Vancouver. They go out and play a hard nosed series against the defending friggin Stanley cup champions. They are impressive in every facet. They beat the blues. They have probably taken a day off today. And then they have to go straight into a game on Sunday against Vegas. Now, Normally, this would play into the hand of the team that's had the rest. And and given these circumstances, that would make a ton of sense. But there is no travel. Vancouver is not flying from uh, Vancouver to Vegas for game one. They're all in Edmonton. So maybe there is a little bit of leniency there for teams who are not in the bubble. But the preparation is there's not a lot of preparation that goes into that. And again, it's not like that these teams haven't seen a lot of each other. I mean, Vegas and Vancouver only played twice. They only played twice in a span of four days from December 15th to December 19th. And it was a win in regulation for Vegas. And then four days later, uh, Vancouver won in overtime in their own building. So not only is there not a lot of familiarity, these teams haven't placed, faced each other in about eight months. So, I mean, you you can kind of look at it from that standpoint, but I mean, they are division opponents. They should have an understanding of who they are, how they play at this rate. But they were supposed to play each other twice more after the uh, before uh, the season paused due to COVID. So that that's that that's a very interesting matchup. Like I know Pete DeBoer has said multiple times that him and his coaching staff have gone above and beyond in terms of their scouting to be prepared for the potential bones. They literally spent hours and hours during the pause evaluating every single opponent that they could face in the playoffs. So there's no doubt in my mind that they're at least ready for Vancouver and at least the rest they've had since dispatching of Chicago is going to put them in a situation where they could analyze Vancouver. They can analyze, they could have analyzed St. Louis if they needed to, but in terms of quick turnaround, it could favor Vegas. It could also va- favor Vancouver because they're in a rhythm. They're in a rhythm after winning games five and game six, looking very impressive in both of those wins. They can come out at a quick turnaround and could all of a sudden just, they could they could just shock Vegas. They can come out and punch them in the mouth in game one if they need to. So it's going to be very interesting how Vegas handles this uh, opening of this series, whatever is going to happen between these two, I think when you look at it from this standpoint, Vegas clearly has the edge. You know they're they're rested, they're fully healthy. At, at least we know of. Um, they're going into game one with a full lineup, and they probably it did, It might not look like it numbers wise. They probably have the better goaltender, but again, I don't. I don't want to discredit. Jacob Markstrom. He is fantastic. He is very good. He's going to command a lot of money in the off season. Jacob Markstrom has the capability of stealing a couple of games if and and I, apparently my dog agrees. My dog firmly agrees that Jacob Markstrom. I don't know if you guys could hear the bark in the background but he firmly agrees Jacob Markstrom could steal a couple of games in this series. If we're looking at Corey Crawford playing on his head and I know people don't like that term but if if we can look at Corey Crawford playing the way that he did, we should not expect anything less from Jacob Markstrom. He is probably going to be Vancouver's best player in this series, and he will need to be if Vancouver wants to have a shot at pulling off this upset. Um, but when it comes to the goaltending, Robin Leonard is going to be the key. He did not see a lot of shots in the Chicago series. Um, that kind of concerns me because he allowed a good, num- good number of goals in that series. Do I think that impacts it? Not really, because I think he can, and again, I don't think my dog likes that either. You know, that it's kind of, kind of interesting. Maybe I should bring my dog on the show just to give his, but then he wouldn't bark, which is kind of useless, but, (laughs) oh, I got to, got to love live recordings. Um, Robin Leonard. I think him not seeing a lot of shots in Chicago kind of, puts the pressure on him to perform a little bit better. He can't let up those goals like he did in game four. Um, and again, none of the goals really in game five were his fault. The, the way that Chicago pressed on during that, uh, during that series, I think he, he set himself up fine to be the goalie in there. I, I am going to be interested, though, to see the quickness of Vancouver, if that impacts Leonard and how he plays in the net, because we know he, he's not as athletic of a body as Marc-Andre Fleury, but he is a big dude, and he can he can play the net as easily side-to-side as Fleury can, even though Fleury has not had much trouble with Vancouver. I'll be interested to see if the speed affects Robin Leonard from that aspect, but I don't think overall that it should. If Vegas can control the shot chart like they did in their series against Chicago, and if they can get contributions from their top six, which they should be expected to, and all expectations are they will, Vegas could win this series in five. I'm going to go Vegas in six because I just think Vancouver has that ability, especially with Markstrom, to steal a couple of games. But if Vegas can win this in five, that's going to be huge for them. Because who knows what's going to happen with Dallas and Colorado. Dallas and Colorado is at the point where I have no idea what Dallas team is going to show up. They could, they could show up and score five, six goals a game and look like that offensive juggernaut that they're supposed to be with Miro Haskinen and John Klingberg leading the way instead of their forwards. That could very much happen. But Colorado is expected to win. I just don't know how far that series is going to go. And if Vegas can finish it in five without the need of going to the back-to-back and going to flurry for a game six, I think that plays into Vegas' hands going into the conference final, and that's definitely a time you're gonna need rest and relaxation in the bubble to get ready for what is going to be a track meet against Colorado. So the rest of the schedule, at least for right now, is follows. Game two is on Tuesday at 6:45. Game three on Thursday, also a 6:45 puck drop. Game four, Saturday at 5 p.m. Games 5, 6, and 7 obviously will be determined. The dates are already set, though. The times are are not. So it's going to be a fun series. I'm excited to get more of a look at Vancouver just because Pedersen and Hughes are just ridiculous. And I would want to watch them every single chance I get when they're on the ice. So game one, Golden Knights, Canucks tomorrow night should be a lot of fun. All right. And you know what? We don't really have that much of a look around the league as far as the other games go. The second round is set. The Philadelphia Flyers defeated the Montreal Canadiens three to two last night and have set themselves up with a second round matchup with the New York Islanders, which I'm, I'm telling you what guys, the Flyers, obviously I think they look like the best team in the Eastern conference. The Islanders can punch that team in the mouth so hard and they will attack Philadelphia from every facet. If, if, the Islanders top six can perform the way that they did against, like they did against Washington. They're not, they're going to be a tough out. And I, and I have the Islanders winning, I believe in seven games. I I just love the way the Islanders are playing the way that they just dismantled Washington in the first round. I think they're going to give the flyers some fits. And I think that the Islanders are going to win that series in seven. Uh, Tampa Bay and Boston, also the other Eastern Conference matchup, Game 1 is set for Sunday. By the way, Game 1 for Flyers Islanders is on Monday. Uh, Lightning and Bruins, I mean, could you have asked for a better matchup? (laughs) Could you have asked for a better second-round matchup between Tampa and Boston? We're going to see if Boston really is up to the task after beating Carolina in five games. We're going to see if that top line is ready to go because Tampa Bay... If their offense is waking up at the right time and if Vasilevsky keeps playing the way that he's played up to this point, Tampa's going to be a very tough out. So Tampa and Boston, I think I got Tampa in six in that series. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I I like Tampa. They're just, I think they're clicking on all cylinders, but if Boston can get that top line going, they're in really good shape. And then of course, Colorado and Dallas, I already touched on it earlier. I just don't know what Dallas team we're going to see, especially on a quick turnaround with game one tonight. I don't know what Dallas team we're going to see. We're either going to see the Dallas team that relies on their goaltending and their defense keep games close, or they're going to erupt for seven goals in a span of 40 minutes because they should. They have the talent to do it. Can they do it against Colorado? We're about to find out, but that is going to be a very fun matchup. I think Colorado ultimately wins it in six, but that's going to be a fun matchup as far as defensively, offensively, if Dallas can match them point for point, we're in we're in for a barn burner. And then, of course, Vegas, Vancouver. You know, this is why this is a Golden Knights podcast. I'm just saying. All right, guys. So that is going to do it for me today. We will be back on Monday for a recap of Game 1. We will, we will analyze how that series uh, is progressing after one game. And then we'll talk about it again later in the week. And we'll get you ready for Game 2 on Tuesday. So look out for that but until then i am on my way to utah for my brother's birthday happy birthday alan and you're probably not even hearing this podcast yet because he's probably working i don't know but happy birthday bro see you in a little bit until monday my friends and again thank you for downloading sharing listening subscribing all that jazz is greatly appreciated again follow us on twitter at lockdown vgk and danny webster 21 All of it is appreciated. Until next time, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I will see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend.